0: Welcome to the Faithful Fathering Podcast. Uh, Thank you for joining us. This is Rick Wirtz, founder and president of Faithful Fathering, where the mission is to encourage and equip dads to be faithful fathers. We're talking uh, through this podcast series uh, how we can help our kids get to know Jesus, particularly in this Lenten season. The 40 days leading up to the most important day in the Christian calendar is uh, Easter. So uh, this is an opportunity to, to really uh, press in, if you will, uh, on some of the, the scripture that we're armed with and our, our personal relationship with Jesus the Christ. Uh, in the studio with me today is James Crum. James is the executive pastor of Risen Nation. And James, blessing to have you here.
1: Great. it's good to be here again
0: well it's a blessing to to get to discuss this which I I you know I, I'm always uh, frustrated I guess uh, you know the studies show that dads really aren't stepping up to the plate in general I don't want to pick on dads I'm not sure I' never want you know, Faithful fathering is never about uh, knocking, Dad. We get knocked around enough. We exactly. want to encourage and equip dads on this journey, and that's what I really want to do: is encourage dads to pull on some of the things that are available to uh, to really help the next generation get to know Jesus as we know Him. Yes. And and of course, uh, dads that uh, don't know Christ, I ask you to to find a brother and and uh, talk it through. Try to understand what that's about. And those that are are just church goers try to raise the bar through this Lenten season to find a brother to talk about how we can raise the bar for fathering. And of course, you can always go to our website, faithfulfathering.org, click on the For Dads button, and there are studies and vlogs and encouragement there that will help you. But through this particular podcast, we're going to be talking about uh, uh, the miracles of Jesus, how how Jesus... Uh, uh, uniquely came into this world to to heal and cast out demons and it became very clear that people were drawn to him seeking that healing and that of course that makes a lot of sense but there were other dimensions too that you know again he used the miracles to glorify his father his father jesus used the miracles to glorify his father and in essence uh Heaven Heaven was really doing business on Earth through Jesus. I, I love the idea that heaven touches Earth for a window of time when Jesus is here and and he 's able to do the miracles and empower his disciples to carry it on as well but uh... Uh, through uh, the various afflictions, and uh, it stirred up a lot of contemplation about who this rabbi from Nazareth really was and uh, that he could do this healing. So let's talk about some of the miracles that uh, may help Dad encourage his kids to, to contemplate who Jesus was. Any particular miracles jump out or stand out in your mind?
1: I absolutely love the miracle story where the four friends uh, lower the man through the roof. Hmm. Um the whole imagery of that story is fantastic. These guys are so desperate. They're just making a hole mm-hmm. in someone else's home. <laughs> you know, They're just busting through any barrier because they're so convinced that one touch from Jesus will heal. The, the other thing about that story that is, is mesmerizing, I don't remember which one of the authors added this into the phrase, but it says in that meeting, it it leads with, the presence of God was available for healing. It Mm -hmm. said the presence was there for healing. And no one apparently is being healed. There's no account of it until Mm -hmm. these guys come busting through the roof. So through their faith, through their risk, they actually dropped their friend right into the middle of an ordained moment Mm. to release that healing for them. So that story has always fascinated me. But miracles in general, I think they give us that awe, that sense of wonder, that sense of tell me more, did this really happen? Mm-hmm. So whether it was the, you know, demoniac that had all the demons and they send them into the pigs and he goes running, and the pigs go down the hill and everybody goes, get away from us, Jesus. You know, it's, this is way too weird for us. I, I They're so captivating, mm-hmm. these stories. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we could, we could get out of balance chasing those manifestations. Obviously people are concerned about that, but I think we would, do well to be more
0: amazed by
1: mm-hmm, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a couple that came to
0: mind. I always think the uh, the miracle where where uh, the Pharisees are kind of judging him, that he's he already said, son, your sins are forgiven. Yeah. And they thought, number one, it's a Sabbath, you can't forgive sin. And, and who do you think you are to have authority over this, uh, you know, forgiving yeah. of sins? And he says, well, what would be easier, to forgive yes. his sins or to tell him to get up and walk? Yes. And uh, so he told him to get up and walk, and there he went. And then that just really ticked the Pharisees Off, (laughs) but I I thought that was pretty uh, interesting. That you know when you're talking to kids and you see that it's forgiveness of sins, or you know because back then of course the perception was that any kind of uh, of uh, of disability was tied to sin in that Mm child's in that in that life. Mm -hmm. So how how do you navigate through that with your kids? Well, you know if
1: if we can earn. God's grace, I guess we can earn his judgment in the same time, right, because you're mm-hmm. not getting separate views of God. So I, I, I do believe people kind of have a weird understanding of making things happen, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dallas Willard uh, made a, a, a... I've read something by him that really sticks out in my mind, and it says basically, grace is not opposed to effort, it's opposed to earning. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we didn't want to teach our kids, if you do this, 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 and this, then you'll get that answer to prayer. Mm-hmm. If you do this, this, and this, you'll get a blessing. I never wanted to raise my kids in this weird kind of works, legalistic, pharisaical way. Mm-hmm. So we try to balance out, you know, it's the Lord doing these things. They're incredible things. What does this look like? What does this feel like? what What is the amazement behind it and not separating ourselves from actually what happened. Uh, So I I definitely think people can view God in a weird way when it comes to miracles. Mm -hmm. I think we saw an example of that recently when uh, the football player died, Damar Hamlin, on the field during the game, and, and he coded right there on the field and all of a sudden everybody in the world wants to pray you know, five minutes Jim earlier. Tebow,
0: Jim Tebow was vilified. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> <vindicated>, l- <right? laughs> just look at what happened. And,
1: and there's that sense of, we can't do anything about this, so I guess we'll have to pray. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but God does that all the time. It's not in the number of people who prayed. Mm-hmm. It wasn't in the fact that it changed our national story that God answered. Mm-hmm. God answered out of the goodness of his grace, the abundance of his mercy, mm-hmm. and Jesus paid for that at the cross. So, mm-hmm. We always try to keep our kids as far away from the pharisaical perfectionism Mm -hmm. because that was one of the things that I was raised with with my dad. And I've tried to shed that side of it mm-hmm. uh, for years i've failed miserably but for years i've tried to kind of work through that so miracles are a good place yeah,
0: yeah i think they're i think that's uh, part of jesus mode here is to blast through the prosperity gospel Absolutely. idea and uh that it isn't uh, it isn't earnings it's uh what do, what do you think his message was in that and he said uh, well it, what's harder uh, to forgive sins or to get up and tell him to get up and walk what, what was his message to those in the audience you think Their Jewish understanding,
1: like you mentioned, was so tied to if a person has an element of any kind, mm-hmm. they deserve it
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So Jesus, I think, is actually healing the man's body and soul at the same time, and he's showing the crowd that if you think it's a really big deal for me to say his sins are forgiven, I bet you're going to really love what comes next. <laughs> it's like if you can wrap your head around that, well who are you to forgive sins? And mm-hmm. you know the world is judging Christianity in ways you know we could talk about for hours. Mm-hmm. And that was just another level. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, "Okay, well, if that's hard, let me just take you another level and then when we, when you see what happens, you might be open to the idea yep. that I can deal with your your spirit and your soul." But I've never understood how a group of people could be looking for a Messiah as diligently as they were and know the law the way they did and know the scripture the way they did and him standing right in front of them
0: hmm. and miss Him. Yeah, that's why he said those that have ears will hear, those that have right. eyes will see, and uh, some just didn't. Yes. But uh, I know the paralytic walked away completely free. Mm-hmm. The crowd uh, had to decide, didn't they, who what they were going to believe, what they were going to follow. Mm-hmm. But then the Pharisees kind of had a different uh, whole take on it. What was their issue?
1: Yeah, it's, it's who are you? Yeah. You know, it's who, I mean, this thing keeps coming up. Like uh, even the disciples, it's like, well, who do people say that I am? Well, Jesus, you don't want to know that. (laughs) There's some weird ideas out there, but it's the same thing. It's like, who are you to -hmm. forgive sin? Mm -hmm. And and I think it even goes back even to into the temptation narrative where Jesus is fasting for 40 days. Mm -hmm. He's in that uh, wilderness season. He's being tempted. It's all about who are you and Mm -hmm. what are you gonna do? What are you gonna show us to make Mm -hmm. sure we know you're the Son of God? It's the oldest temptation in the book that we would exemplify something about ourselves above God. It's pride. Mm-hmm. And so I think that this, these Pharisees were pushing the issue to try to make him say, I am the Son of God. Mm-hmm. And he was determined to show them, mm-hmm. not say it to them. Mm-hmm. And wow, have we messed that up. We are so quick with our titles and what we do and how accomplished we are, especially as men. Mm -hmm. It's tied in some weird way to Mm -hmm. who we are. So I think he was trying to bust through the whole
0: paradigm of of who he was. And do things
1: that they didn't even think could be done.
0: Well, of course, the Pharisees were power-driven as well, yes. so they were just looking for power and solutions through what they could control. And of yes. course, they couldn't control Jesus, which is, uh, I thought, was uh, just quite an example of, yes. uh, of what, what you're looking at here. But the uh, uh, then uh, I, I and uh, the other the other side I was going to go with that is that uh, we have uh, Jesus is. Well, I've kind of lost my track there. That. Uh, Jesus was trying to show what uh, what the Pharisees could do and what they couldn't do to mm-hmm. to blast through the law, blast through their 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 precepts right. to show that uh, and and some got it, some didn't, some refused to acknowledge it until mm-hmm. after the fact. But uh, but the other the other side, there was a there was a, a partial miracle at one point in time that I always found fascinating. Yes. The one partial miracle, and you you talked about the faith of. Of the the friends of the paralytic that lowered him through the roof, but then the other, uh, but the paralytic himself had faith as well. Sure. But mm-hmm. uh, when when they there's another play where he just had come back. he was going back to uh, uh, to his hometown. Before he got there, they brought a man out to him, uh, just saying, "This man needs to be healed." Mm-hmm. And uh, he's a blind guy, and uh, he, but he obviously has no faith, and his friends were, were not necessarily faithful. They just were right. trying to get Jesus to do something. Right. And so he spits on his eyes, and, uh, and he says, what do you see? He says, well, everybody looks like trees. Uh, he, uh, that's the one partial yes. miracle. And, again, Jesus nothing does nothing without purpose, right? Yeah, There's a message yeah. in there. What do you remember that, or how how yeah. would how would you apply that, and and uh, when kids ask about why would Jesus do a half miracle? Yeah, um, I have a couple of thoughts on that, but I think
1: navigating the question why mm-hmm. is is it's it's probably mandatory as a dad to help your kids with that. Mm -hmm. because there's never going to be a moment where we have the Lord and his ways figured out. His ways Mm -hmm. are higher than our ways, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and God's not afraid of our why. Mm -hmm. Uh, So with kids, definitely inquisitive, asking questions. We don't want to uh, lead them into doubt, but we do want to say you can ask why because we don't understand all of this. Mm -hmm. But that story has absolutely been a fun one over the years to talk about, because everybody wants to know what's going on with that. And uh, at one point, so I'm not gonna say what I'm gonna say as a matter of like hermeneutics, like I'm not trying to preach a sermon or prove this, but at one point I did have this thought. Uh, In the Bible, trees are a representation of people over and over and over again, that we would be strong as the oaks of righteousness, et cetera. And so it's a metaphor. So I found it interesting that when he healed the man, he saw the people as trees and scripturally seeing people as trees was a good thing. Hmm. So my thought was maybe he healed him too good and he <laughs> saw people in their the way they were supposed to be seen because he, he didn't know what they looked like. You know, <laughs> he, he hadn't seen one. So, okay. he, you know, I see men. I, I even wonder, like, how did he even come up with this description? Idea but. Tree. I I just, you know, that's not a point of theology, but it always made me think maybe the Lord let him see the way man was supposed to look, Hmm. and then in the secondary level, he finishes off, and he sees men as they are. Now, is that necessarily true? I don't know, but he definitely
0: saw something that the Lord encouraged us to be, you know, uh, trees that bear good fruit. Right, right, and and or the you know, the other side, of course, would be that it uh, is a partial to help him understand. There's a maturing process that goes yes. on here. That's the other side. Is to, you know, there's so many ways you can look at it, and I, you know, depending on how you want to, uh, uh, you know, what you know, that's the beauty of Scripture. It's only yeah. through the Holy Spirit that we're reveal that we mm-hmm. reveal the the true nature and what's being said. But I think that's very powerful that uh, uh, that Jesus actually used that window of time to say, you know. It, there's a part that you have to play in this your yes. faith has to mature yes. and I think that's something that uh, we of course have to arm our children with because mm-hmm. they we can't give them our faith right. they have to have their own faith yeah. and then they have to mature in that faith yeah. the last uh, miracle I, that he uh, that I know of uh, in the flesh that he uh, that he uh, performed is when uh, the disciple cut the ear off of the soldier when yeah. they arrested him. And <laughs> what does Peter. he do? He, two yeah. things. He shuts them down. Yeah. This is, stop this. This yeah. is not what I'm about. Right. And then he heals the soldier. I just wondered, what does that soldier take away from that? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Can you
1: imagine? You're, uh, <laughs> you've got Peter trying to start a revolution. Uh, you've got Jesus going, that's not what we're doing. And you've got this man in the middle of that conversation. (laughs) He's just sitting there one moment, perfectly normal. The next moment he's lost an ear and then it's back. So I really wish this is one of the places where the scripture goes. And then that man turned into this awesome evangelist and traveled the world and just set the world ablaze. And we don't even get to know like, what was it like? Right. Can you even imagine you're just there? And I
0: said soldier, and it isn't that isn't true. He's really a servant to the right. high priests that were right. doing the arresting. They weren't necessarily soldiers, but right. uh, we don't really know. But I, I do think it, it's just so uh, there was a healing always going on when Jesus was around right. some type of healing yeah. and this is just another example of of physical healing that's that uh, that uh, goes on you know C.S. Lewis said uh, that miracles are really a, a retelling in small letters of the very same story that is written across the whole world in letters too large for some of us to see I uh, thought, what a <laughs> wow that's beautiful. Have you and your girls ever been hiking or you know, been out uh, in wilderness uh, trips uh, like that? We,
1: we hadn't done a lot of that. We did this last summer. We did a trail. Um, we were in Tennessee through the Smoky Mountains. We mm-hmm. did uh, mm-hmm. one of the easier trails. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we've done a little bit, but we haven't been campers or anything
0: yeah. like that. I was thinking Romans one twenty that the creation cries out. Oh yeah, you know, there's yeah. his 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 glory is always evident and. The other part I thought that uh, those that point to Jesus as a great moral teacher, and he C.S. Lewis, this is one of his famous quotes. He says, you know, for him to say the things he said, he was and is the Son of God, or else a madman or something worse. He did not leave it open to call him a great moral teacher that was not an option <laughs> wasn't it <Yeah. laughs> uh, have uh, when when people think of uh, you know there there i, I there are people out there that think Jesus virgin birth was a myth that uh, mm-hmm. there's all these things mm-hmm. are are they throw questions up and what have you and, and uh, what uh, just the final words and encouragement to dads? how would you uh, convey that Jesus was real he was on this earth he cre- he he, he uh, did these uh, miracles he connected with people and and he he set us free yeah. by uh, going to the cross uh, how what would be your encouragement to to blast through some of these ideas in this world that maybe he was a good teacher he was a good guy
1: yeah so the first thing that comes to mind is as dads as as men we have to know that the gospel story uh, was not about behavior modification hmm. it was a radical story hmm. where the deaf could see the lame could walk um, that's so the deaf could see. Well, they could actually. Uh, the deaf could hear. The lame could walk. And it's it's an absolute adventure to follow Jesus because you never know what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. To whom to whom has ears, let him hear. And then he puts the ear back on the guy. I mean, it's a great sense of humor if you think about it. But it, it, the journey with Jesus is not supposed to be, you know, clerical collars and robes. Mm-hmm. It's an invitation to know. The Son of God in realness. It's not about trying to be a great moral person, like like C.S. Lewis is alluding to here. It's an absolute adventure. The moment we lose our wonder, mm-hmm. the, the the moment that we stop seeing the beautiful mountains, uh, I actually prefer the back of a cruise ship. It's a it's a beautiful <laughs> place, you know. Uh, those things we we did with our kids. We did enough sightseeing mm-hmm. to make sure that they could look at it and see, but um. I'll tell you this uh, in, in closing up this segment. The absolute best thing that we ever did, um, we didn't get it right for our first child, but we did for our second child. When my second child was uh, 13 years old, we started on mission, a missions trip to Romania. We had lost our minds. I couldn't even believe we were doing it. 10 days in Romania, a 13 year old girl, she's working in a house where they have rescued sex trafficking victims. She's literally ministering to women who are holding babies that were created out of their bondage, and she's a part of this, and she's meeting these ladies. There's pictures of them embracing. She was never the same when she came on for that that trip. She had such an awe and a wonder of God that we could have never instilled in her, Mm. but we gave her an opportunity to see the world, to see it differently, and I believe that's what Jesus is doing through miracles. Sure, it's It doesn't always happen on our timetable, but when we see it, mm-hmm. the presence of the Lord is released to us in such a strong way. If our kids are given the opportunity, they'll see miracles. It Amen. just might be different
0: there you go dads you heard the message from james Crum that uh, you know jesus can work through all kinds of situations a miracle of childbirth even if the child's uh, conceived in bondage but uh, he can show up in a powerful way so dads Help your children get to know Jesus by you knowing Jesus yourself to a new level, which is through the reading of Scripture, time and prayer Scripture, worship and study. But uh, use this Lenten season, and uh, we hope that you've taken away some, uh, some nuggets on the miracles of Jesus and how to use those to get your children to contemplate who Jesus was.